All right. Monday. Monday already. Crazy. And what a what a difference a few days make as I was wrapping up the old job on Friday and starting the new job today, which I don't have a laptop. So I have an old laptop and I need to go get a new laptop. And so, hey, here I am doing a podcast because there's not much else I can do at the moment. That's okay with me because I really... Uh, I I really regret that I didn't uh, bake in a, a few days of rest in between. You you should always do that, no matter what. You leave it. Don't leave. Don't leave a job on Friday and then start a new one on Monday. It's just not enough. You gotta. I was. Uh, this wasn't intentional, but when I started this last job, uh, I had about three weeks off in June and early July, and that was perfect. My God. We, we, the kids and I got up every morning and we went to the pool and we went to the city and we just hung around and enjoyed it. Was, the weather was perfect. It was great. And I had three weeks. And then by the time I got back to, you know, hey, all right, it's time, time for business, back to business, I was like not totally just burnt out from, from the previous job, which did burn me out pretty quickly as did the one before it. <laughs> and now I'm at least I'm I'm so I'm so glad that the, I still had my old laptop from when I left this job last year and I called the help desk and said, "Hey, I need help logging in. I'm my, my first day back and uh I need to log in." And they said, "Oh, you need to come to the office and get a new laptop. Your old laptop will not work." I think they I think they switched domains. So anyways, but they also said, uh, we were expecting you to start next week, so we're not ready for you. Can you come in around lunchtime? And I said, absolutely. So this is my vacation. I've got, to, I've basically got two hours of vacation time this morning where I'm just going to hang out and, uh, well, among other things, record a podcast. So here's me recording a podcast. I don't know how much I'm going to record. I I really just wanted to talk about, uh, well, there's a couple of things, I guess. I wanted to talk about the Patriots-Buccaneers uh, game from last night. Oh, man. Hey, I guess I was, I mean, I was right about the outcome. I have that, which is which is going to push me. I think that gives me 10 correct picks. No matter So no matter what the outcome of tonight's game is, uh, I will have I will have more right than wrong, and I will have my best record since the season started. I've I've mostly just been right at fifty percent, eight and eight last week, eight and eight week one, nine and seven week two. So week two was my best so far, uh, but still still not great. And I look to be, and I made some I made some just stupid you know. Look who the hell who the hell knew the Jets were going to win? Eh, not me. Uh, <laughs> and who knew the Giants were, who knew, the Jets and the Giants both winning at the same day? Come on. You figure, okay, if I pick, if I pick against both of those teams, I'm at least going to get one of these right. And you pick against both of them yesterday and you got a, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, yeah, a lot of people probably lost some money thinking that was a slam dunk. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they beat the Patriots at home. Yeah, I, I guess it. I guess it really had everything that you kind of expected and were kind of looking for in that game. You know, Brady got the nice ovation coming out of the tunnel. Uh, we did get the the embrace, coach and quarterback at the end with Belichick and Brady. Now, I don't know that I would call that a. It certainly wasn't a long embrace. I wouldn't call that a a heartfelt father and son. Teacher, student, coach, player kind of moment because it was, it was, but it was about the best that you're going to get out of, out of Bill Belichick. Like you're just, you know, no matter whether it's, whether it's uh, another coach or the quarterback that he worked with for 20 fucking years and won countless games and six Super Bowls with and, and had nine Super Bowl appearances with, uh, I guess that's as good as you can expect out of Belichick. It was, you know, the, the, the thing that's showing up all over social media is the, the freeze frame where it looks like it's just a nice embrace where they're, you know, saying, whispering sweet nothings into each other's mouth 
and saying, I love you. I love you, coach. I love you, Tommy. You're my boy. You're my TB12. I love you too, coach. I love you, daddy. It was, it was, but if you watch it in real time, <laughs> it's, it's about a second and a half. <laughs> it's as quick as it's, uh, well, it's for most normal people, it's about as quick a hug as you can have for, for a guy like Belichick. It is a long, it is a long, slow, intimate embrace. Uh, cause that's about as, that's about as touchy feely as that guy gets with anybody. So, I mean, even, even when, uh, when Peyton Manning and the, and the Broncos beat the Patriots to get into, you know, Manning's final Super Bowl against the Panthers a few years ago. And Manning came up to Belichick and had some really nice words. He said, Hey, Coach, I'll be my final rodeo, so I just want to say it's been great to play. play, 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 play. And, uh, you know, Belichick gave his real heartfelt. He's like, oh, thank you. You're a great great competitor. Okay, bye. And that's that's about all you got. So you're never going to get much out of Belichick. That's as much as you could possibly hope for. I'm sure many were wondering if they would even cross paths, which you knew they would, just – you know what it was going to look like and that's what it looked like and if you if you look at the picture the freeze frame of, of Brady and Belichick hugging it looks it looks really nice if you watch the actual video of it and you've got Al, Al Michaels saying oh okay there you go <laughs> there you go we got it we got a little little something from the two of them and then off they went in their separate directions and obviously you know Brady is a you know he's got that uh, Belichick-esque uh kind of robotic way about him he's just he just smiles more he's just a he's a better looking younger fella who smiles more but he doesn't say a whole heck of a lot more than belichick says again even on howard stern who can pull anything out of anyone brady was still pretty pretty locked down during that interview and it wasn't all that interesting and uh but but then after the game, so so leading up to the game, you get the usual Brady, just saying, "Look, I'm not uh, not here to get nostalgic. Yeah, I played here for 20 years, but I, it's not really something I've I've been thinking about. It's not something I I'm going to be thinking about or talking about. I just want to. This is a game. I've got to focus on winning. That's all I care about right now. I'm not not interested in any of that. And then after he you know he got the win, feeling good, and of course he was a little little more sentimental at the press conference. He was talking about. Uh, you know, hey, my kids were born here. This was my home for 20 years. Uh, you know, maybe I'll be back someday, which, you know, he's not coming. <laughs> I can't imagine that there's a, there, there's a scenario where Tom Brady is coming back to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots yet again. Uh, but I think more, more like coming back and having a, uh, you know, signing one of those one day contracts so he can retire as a patriot and then maybe uh being part of who knows maybe he's got uh maybe he's got coaching ambitions the guy's just you know the guy can't exist without football just like belichick they're two very different people but also very very similar people because that's that's all they that's all they know that's all they care about and it's not to say they don't have other interests but it's you know you can't – it's such a demanding – to be a football player, a football coach, and to be doing it at the highest level, it doesn't give you time to enjoy anything else, to focus on anything else. So, so many of these head football coaches in the NFL, they have broken families and, like, you know, kids who go go down a really, really bad path that does not end well. It's, it's many, many – there's so many – they don't talk about it that much, but I can think of Tony Dungy's kid uh, died by suicide, I believe. I don't want to misspeak, but uh, then uh, Philbin, the former Dolphins coach, who's now he's with the Cowboys. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't suicide, but his son uh, just, you know ran away or something, and uh, just yeah, there's a bunch of them. There's there's many stuff uh, stuff is is not good cuz these, these these guys can't be they can't be dads they just can't like a couple weeks out of the year they can be a dad they don't have time it's crazy so to be that to to be doing it for as long as Belichick has and as long as Brady has and to just keep wanting it more and more and more 
it's never enough. No matter how many Super Bowls, how many wins, it's never enough. I'm going to go to another team and win a Super Bowl, and that's not enough. I'm going to go back to my old team and beat them on their home field. That's not enough. And maybe I'll come back and I'll coach here. That's not. It's just never going to be enough. And these guys just live and breathe football. So, uh, whatever you know, everybody's going to dissect Brady's comments about about coming back someday and all this stuff. Uh, well, that's good. It's not, but it was a nice, uh, nice thing. You know, he said, "Yeah, my kids were were born here, and we live. This was our home. We lots of friends, familiar faces. I mean, I don't, I don't care what you say. If you live live somewhere." and work somewhere for 20 years that's that's uh that's a big part of you that's a big part of you and your life so we'll see what happens but goddamn if it wasn't a way closer game than i thought it would be i really just i didn't expect i didn't expect the patriots to win but i didn't expect it to be as close as it was i thought uh i thought it would be at least a, a two touchdown difference two touchdown differential in the final score um, but it was only two points. It was that la- a nice little field goal at the end. I didn't. Even, I didn't stay up for it. Um, I just couldn't. I was. I was pretty deep into the third quarter, so I saw most. I saw the yeah. I saw. I don't know. I saw a touchdown somewhere in there, and then I just. I. I can't. I can't. I don't care. I'm going to bed. And it's. I. I, I I, if it wasn't the first day of a brand new job, and of course, if I had known that I was not going to be doing anything this morning except waiting a couple of hours to drive in and get a laptop, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe then, perhaps I would have just sucked it up and stayed up, and then I could have just had a nap instead of recording a podcast. But in any event, uh, yeah, I fell asleep. I turned off the TV and went to sleep. And woke up to see the score, and I didn't even watch, I haven't watched the highlights yet. I just I saw the score, and I said, eh, "All right, you know that's the interesting thing. That's the interesting thing too." Is I uh, all this talk leading up to the game, and I'm saying, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm totally with Brady on this." If I were somebody who did so much for an organization, for for a group of people, or twenty years of success. And then it was just kind of okay. We're moving on. Time to move on, and you're not you're not part of the plan. <laughs> Sorry, quarterback, who took us to nine Super Bowls and won six of them, but you are not part of our future plans. Oh, and by the way, who just took us to a playoff game uh, against Tennessee, even though you lost? Uh, you're just not part of the future plans, which I do get, because anybody who's over the age of forty, no matter how good they are. They're still over the age of 40. In the NFL, 40 is 90. Very few players play into their 40s. couple of quarterbacks. Uh, I think Favre made it just to 40, 41 maybe, something like that. And he was pretty broken down at the end. Uh, Manning, I don't know if Manning was 40. He's pretty close. Yeah, maybe he was, I don't know. 39 but anyways he was pretty broken down at the end and a couple of these others like you know i don't know doug flutie Vinny testover i think some of these guys made it made it past the 40 mark but they weren't they weren't 40 plus and going to super bowls let alone winning them so i would have i would have taken a different approach if i was the if i was running the show there at the patriots but i'm not so what do i know <laughs> but from Brady's perspective, I yeah, I get it. Hey, I'm going to – you don't need me? Great. I don't need you fuckers either. I'm going to go win a Super Bowl. And then he did. Not Bill Belichick, not Bob Kraft, not the New England Patriots, not Cam Newton. These guys didn't even make it to the playoffs. And then there's Brady taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his, in his first year with the team, taking them to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl and doing it against the previous year's champions the kansas city chief chiefs with patrick mahomes who's one of the one of the bright shining shining stars of the future and the present uh the next brady as it were although there is no next brady there's there's just the first patrick mahomes and he's going to do extraordinary things anyway uh but i get it you know 20 years and they say okay we're not we're, we're gonna move on without you 
and then to not only show them and say, ha ha, I won the Super Bowl. What did you guys do? Oh, you sat home and watched it on your couch. But then to have the opportunity. And by the way, the Patriots and the Buccaneers, they play each other every four years. And every eight years, Tampa Bay comes to New England. So the fact that the schedule just happened to be that not only are the Buccaneers and Patriots playing each other, but doing it in New England, where Tom Brady gets to come back and play for what is, without question, has to be the final time that he will ever play football in Foxborough, which we, when he left, we thought, oh my God, he, that's it. He'll never play here again. But there he was. So I guess in a way that was kind of nice because you got to really enjoy it and say, hey, we didn't know the last time. We didn't know that would be the last Tom Brady appearance playing here in Foxborough. Now we get to, even though it's with different colors, a different uniform, different team. Uh, so it's bittersweet. But hey, he's coming back. We get to see him. We get to see Tom Brady playing his old, his old stomping grounds one more time. So that's kind of cool. But for all this talk that I did of like, hey, I, I empathize with Brady. They, they moved on without him, and then he went and he showed them, and he won the Super Bowl without any of those jerks. And now he's going to come back and show them what's what in their own house. Uh, when the game actually started, I found that I was rooting entirely for the Patriots because when you're a fan of a team, even when you you know you you're still a fan of the the top star when he leaves that team. Uh, but man, it's yeah. I I did. <laughs> I I had no problem watching Brady get sacked, <laughs> which I think if I remember right. That happened a couple times. Uh, so yeah, it was def definitely once once the game actually started, then then, then the attitude changed. It was like okay, all right, fuck them up, boys, <laughs> get them. Oh man, good times. Oh, excuse me. Very professional coughing. Uh, something. There was something else I wanted to talk about as it as it pertains to football, but I can't remember. So who cares? So that's it. The game's over. Brady came back, and he did. And he just just doubly punched the Patriots in the gut. First by winning the Super Bowl, then coming back to New England, playing in Foxborough one more time. And beating the Patriots, beating, showing it, right, sticking it right, right in Belichick's face. Hey, I still fucking got this shit, you asshole. And then the very mild embrace at the end. Curtain comes down, and that's it, and we move on with our lives. And that's all. That's well, that's what's fun, right? It's fun about watching sports. Oh, I'll tell you what's fun about watching sports. Quite the quite the weekend of baseball. And now we'll get to have a Tuesday night wild card game between the Red Sox and the Yankees at Fenway. Oh, baby. Oh, doctor. That should be exciting. That's going to be fun. I will be tuning in. There's Tuesday. Tuesdays are not typically traditionally known as being great sports nights. There's not like must-see sports on Tuesdays quite often. Saturday and Sunday, no-brainer all the time football season no brainer there's always there's always something on the weekend football golf baseball <laughs> basketball i mean it's just, it's the weekend so they're giving you tons of stuff to watch monday during football season yeah you know monday night football thursdays are always pretty good you know, thursday night football there's there's lots of stuff to watch and then during the playoffs i guess the nba playoffs nhl playoffs and things like that you get you get tuesday night games but Typically Tuesday is not associated with like hey what's a great what's a great night for sports. If you could just if you could just pick one one day of the week throughout the entire year to watch sports, what day would it be? It wouldn't you would not pick Tuesday. Uh, but this week you absolutely would pick Tuesday and that's going to be a that's going to be a heck of a matchup between the uh, New York Yankees and the Red Sox of Boston. Both equally as good, same record. They've beaten each other. They've clobbered each other. They've swept each other. And so it's I can't imagine this being anything but a, just a completely evenly matched game that's gonna go right to right down to the end. That'll be fun to watch. Very excited. Uh anyways, non sports related stuff. 
we went to Kittery, Maine yesterday because not not so much to take in the sights and sounds of of beautiful Maine. Kittery is a lovely place. You have the Kittery Trading Post. I've taken the kids there before. With all the, you know, Kittery Trading Post, you can get anything. Sporting goods, camping gear, uh, rifles, every any kind of gun you can think of, you can get there. Uh, they have it all. They have everything. Red Rider BB gun, toasted almonds, uh, you, whatever you want. T-shirts. You get lots of lots of cool. Stuff. It's a really it's a cool place. Before there was uh, Dicks, and before there was the Bass Pro f- outlets, whatever Bass, uh, whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about. And the and the other thing, I, I Bass Pro Shops, Bass. And then there's another one, and I can't think of it to save my life. There's like a the other the other outdoors thing. I can picture the logo, and I can't. Uh, who cares? Before there were any of those things, there was the Kittery Trading Post. Just a huge, massive uh, sporting and outdoors and camping store in, in Kittery, Maine. Kittery, Maine is the, I believe it's the bordering town with New Hampshire. So it's it's uh, it's southern tropical Maine by comparison to the, to the rest of the state, I suppose. And uh, yeah, it's just right across the state line. Uh, they have really cool forts. We went to Fort McClary. Once a couple few years ago, the kids and I, and you, oh my gosh, it's just such a cool place. Um, there's some other fort that, that we haven't been to that was recommended to me. Uh, you know, you get seafood and all that stuff. It's Maine. It's a, it's a, it's it's always always a good day to go to Maine. But our purpose for our trip yesterday had nothing to do with sightseeing and leaf peeping and anything like that. We went to get. Uh, rapid COVID test for the kids who I mentioned they were out sick on Friday with very mild colds. You know, just the usual stuff that kids get in October, right? Because no matter what, you're going to get it. And it's very mild. Uh, the oldest one had a little scratchy throat Thursday when they came home from school and felt way worse on Friday. So we kept them up and they kept them home. And the youngest also came home from school Thursday. It wasn't feeling too great, um, but not too bad. And then Friday woke up and was just super congested. They both had the they they had the sore throats and they had the runny stuffy nose. Uh, the younger the oldest I don't think had a fever at any point. The youngest one did on Friday, and by Saturday it was gone. But uh, I called the middle school and told them my sixth grader wouldn't be in, and they said, "Okay, well, just keep an eye on the symptoms. Let us know if it gets worse." Okay. Uh, Call the elementary school, which has a, a voicemail hotline. You don't talk to anybody anymore. And left a message. Said, "Hey, yeah, my kid's got a got a runny nose, a little bit of a sore throat. So she's gonna stay home from school today." And then, of course, the nurse called and said, "Okay, uh, they need to quarantine for two weeks, or you need to go get a get a COVID test and and documentation of a of a negative test." Oh. And on Friday afternoon, you might be surprised to know it's not super easy to find a rapid COVID test uh, on Friday or on Saturday or on Sunday. And there were no tests available in our area. We called our doctor. That's the first place you call and say, hey, doctor, you know, we're, we're your patients. Can you get us in for a test? Nope. They, they, it was an hour before they called back and they, they said, yeah, unfortunately, we, we can't, can't get you a test today. Okay, thanks. Well, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, they all have free tests. Let's take a look around and see what we can get. No, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing on Friday, nothing on Saturday, nothing on Sunday. And then you look, you expand the radius. And then there's some tests available. <laughs> on Not on Friday, not on Saturday. But the earliest test available and the closest test available was Kittery, Maine, which is exactly one hour. It's like one hour and one minute is the drive time. Not ideal, but hey, whatever. We'll go to Maine. We'll go. It's it's not that you know. Maybe we'll go to the beach. Maybe we'll you know find something. There's always something to do in Maine. Uh, and then the next there was uh, there were a couple in Rhode Island, I think. And I'm not fucking going to Rhode Island on the best day of the week. Rhode Island can kiss my ass. I'll take Maine 
I'll take uh, Massachusetts. I'll take it Vermont. Anything, anything but Rhode Island and Connecticut. I, I would, you know, we don't. There's, there's nothing for us in those states. There's just nothing for us. <laughs> so he said, "Okay, we'll go to Kittery, Maine." And so we had, and then we had, we scheduled the youngest for the earliest we could get was a two fifteen COVID test, rapid COVID test. You go to the drive through. The earliest we could get was a Walgreens in Kittery, Maine, yesterday, Sunday, October third, two fifteen p.m. Okay, and then the next available time for the other child to get a COVID rapid test was three fifteen. And so I said, "Are we really going to have to go and get this one COVID test at two fifteen, and then just?" dick around for an hour and then come back for the other one well that's what we have to do and of course the kids aren't thrilled because it's right smack you know we couldn't get one i would have loved it if we could have just gotten one at you know nine in the morning and just gotten up early gone there first thing and then been be home before even lunchtime so it's like okay we get up and relax a little bit and then right in the middle of the day it's Time to go. Time to get in the car, get dressed, <laughs> not feeling feeling under the weather, and let's go to Maine. But by this point, the kids were actually feeling pretty decent. Uh, you know, you wake up feeling shitty, and as the day progresses, and you get some food and some liquid, and take some Tylenol and stuff like that, it, it, you know, you feel better. The kids were feeling pretty decent, so it wasn't too bad. But I forgot, silly me. Even though I know it's October, I forgot that it's October. And so the traffic with Massachusetts license plates heading north to go peep those leaves, it was quite something. So it still took about an hour to get there, maybe an hour and five minutes. Not too bad. And we got there, and luckily... There were a few few cars in front of us at the drive-thru. We had to wait a little bit. That's okay. We relaxed. I listened to some football games on the radio. And and then we pulled up. Very simple process. Really well, uh, you know, nicely streamlined sort of thing. And the guy, just just like going to the bank back in the old days when you used to have to go to the bank in person and go to the drive-thru and they pushed the little drawer out and you'd, You'd put your money in the envelope or you'd sign the check or whatever you were doing and put it back in and then that's it. Same basic thing. They sent the a little basket with the two little Ziploc baggies with the COVID swabs in it. And luckily, I was able to – wasn't me. I completely forgot and my wife mentioned, hey, can we do both of these now? And I said, oh, that's right. They're siblings, but their appointments are an hour apart. Is there any way we can do both of these in this appointment and he was able to let us do that which was great so we got our covid test 15 seconds each nostril swab 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 counted to 15 next nostril swab 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 count to 15 put the swabs in the tube put the tubes back in the thing the thing goes back in the drawer and we are officially done that's it we drove we drove to Walgreens and Kittery Maine and now we don't need to sit around. They're just gonna e- email us the results within an hour or less, and that's it. Okay, so we got back on the road, and it's even it's way worse going the other way because at this point it's it's uh you know it's two thirty in the afternoon, so a lot of people have already peeped their leaves or gone to their uh mountain house or their lake house or their beach house or whatever they're doing up in the the north country they were up in new hampshire and maine and everything and now they're now they're heading home so i-95 is just a parking lot going from maine and and all points south so we got off and and took the took the way that i prefer to go no tolls uh in most cases it would be about 20 minutes longer uh, so it's a longer route but yesterday (laughs) Uh, the, the map lady said, this route will, this is a longer route by one minute. Would you prefer to stay on the faster route that will save you one minute? No, we're good. We'll take the, we'll take the other one. So, uh, and I'm glad we did because we got off the highway completely and we're driving through the countryside a little bit, just some car dealerships and some restaurants and some just bullshit and then on the side of the road, hey, look at this. There's a pumpkin patch and a corn maze. And so we pulled in. 
because the oldest and I had gone to a corn maze on Saturday when they were feeling much better. And, uh, and the youngest was a little jealous that they were not feeling as well and missed out on the, on the corn maze, even though it was a pretty sucky corn maze. Uh, so this corn maze was, was a much nicer corn maze. It was a six acre corn maze. So we pulled in and, uh, it was no, it was no minor expense to get to the corn maze. And of course they had a little kitty corn maze that was free. And if I had known that, I would have just said, oh yeah, let's just duck into this corn maze. And instead of paying the insane amount of money that we paid to go into the big corn maze, which even though it's a big corn maze and it's six acres and I went up to the lady, I said, two children's tickets. And she said, "Uh, uh-uh. adults have to accompany kids. It's six acres. It's a big corn maze. They'll get lost. And I'm like, yeah, I know most kids would get lost because most kids are dumb, but my kids, like, they're fine. And my oldest now has a cell phone. Like, I think we'll be fine. Oh, can't let you. You gotta, okay. Here you go. Here's the $9 for me to go into the maze. $9 to go into a maze of corn. A maze of maize. Uh, but of course, the wife was there and was just going to wait in the car because it seemed, you know, hey, the maze that we went to on Saturday took like 10 minutes to go in and out of. Uh, so I, <laughs> So I called the wife and said, hey, uh, it's going to be a while. This is a pretty, this is a big boy maze. And so the wife came. We all, so all four of us went to the maze, which was a lot of fun. It was actually a cool maze. They had little riddles, little trivia, little Disney uh, pictures with like uh, Disney characters with a little trivia thing. And, and then a, a letter was circled. You know, you get the, the answer is Snow White and you circle the fifth letter. And, and, and that's part of the, the clue to the overall riddle, which and only an idiot wouldn't know the answer to the riddle before you even go into the corn maze uh because the the question the question of the overall riddle is uh when you get lost uh, this well this person might guide you and might show you that this is the way and then you spell it out and it's like oh the answer is mandalorian we don't need to get all the disney trivia questions we'll just it's mandalorian <laughs> so <laughs> But I, of course, I let the kids figure it out, and they they also figured it out pretty quickly because then there's like a baby Yoda inflatable thing at the front of the maze with a jack o' lantern, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is. I think I think we know. I think we know the answer, but still, you go through the maze, and it's just it's pretty impressive. It's six acres of corn in a maze, and then you know the the the, the engineering to get it to make a certain shape from overhead. It was like a, I think it was like a, like a, the, the, I can't remember. It was a Star Wars, I think it was a Star Wars shape. The kid's maze was a dragon. And then the, the big, the big maze was, uh, I don't know, I think it was like the Rebel, you know, the Rebel Alliance insignia, if I remember right. Uh, so we walked around, found all the trivia questions. It was a lot of fun. Had some cider donuts afterwards. You know, whatever. They had goats, chickens. It was fun. So there were so there was a fun little thing that we wouldn't have done if we didn't have to drive all the way to fucking Maine to get a COVID two two COVID tests for the kids to prove what we already know, which is that they don't have COVID because they had mild symptoms and no fever. But hey, you gotta do what you get. Otherwise, they're gonna be sitting home for two weeks. And you you really think about it, like wow. Because I haven't had to do this. My kids haven't been sick. None of us have been sick since March of 2020 because we've been home. We remote school. And then by the time school started, it was spring. And nobody, you know, they went back and nobody got sick. And nobody got sick over the summer. Everybody was good, healthy. And now just, you know, which is usually the case. You go back to school and a month or two later, <laughs> you're going to get sick. It's just that's just how it is. All those people, all those kids, all those germs, even with masks. You're gonna get sick, and not every kid is doing the the best the best that they can with the mass, whatever. Uh, but I'll tell you, man, it's really in another in another couple months. This is really gonna be a shit show because if I had to if I had to go all the way to Maine on the first weekend of October when it's still relatively warm, it's still outdoors temperatures. 
windows open type temperatures. If I had to go all the way to Maine to find the next available COVID rapid test in early October, what is this going to look like in January when everyone's sick and actual, you know, more severe symptoms? Because as we get deeper into the winter, we're all trapped inside together. And if we're going to school and we're trapped inside together, you can't open the windows because it's too cold. And then you go home and you're trapped inside all weekend because it's too cold. You're not going to open the windows. And then people are just going to be sick all the time. And that's the answer. It's like, okay, well, you're sick. Go get that rapid COVID test. And then every kid is going to be looking for that rapid COVID test and every teacher and every other employee so they can go back into the building on Monday or the next day or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's going to work out great. If we had to go to Maine to get a COVID test today on October 3rd, imagine what it's going to look like on February 3rd. And that's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a total shit show. And then, and look, they have them. There's tons of Walgreens around here. There's just so many people in the city in which I live that it's, yeah, you, you're just going to have to wait. And the more people get sick, the fewer tests are going to be available, the longer that queue is going to be. And not everybody, I, I'm not driving to Maine every time we need a COVID test. We did it this one time because it's like, hey, family drive, fall, we'll check out some leaves on the way. And then see if we can find something cool. And we did. And we found a fun little thing to do for a, a Sunday family activity. And the kids weren't feeling all that bad. So we enjoyed it. Had a nice time. That's not happening the next time. Certainly not in January. That's the thing about, <laughs> that's the thing about Maine. Lots to do until it gets cold. Then not so much. Not so much. Still, yeah, they have museums. In the, we're not doing that. Not doing that. Uh, so... <laughs> So the, the the desired motivation to drive uh, outside of a, a 10 or 20-mile radius to get a COVID test should we need one in December, January, February. Yeah, it, it ain't happening. So I guess the kids will just have to stay home until until they get – but then, you've got, I mean, how many families – how many families just can't – they don't have the ability to do either of those things? You've got a kindergartner who has to quarantine for two weeks or find a rapid test. And the closest test is Providence, Rhode Island. The closest test is an hour away. And you don't have reliable transportation. Maybe, you're, maybe your transportation is the bus or the train. Or you have good enough transportation to drive to school and back within the city limits and get to work and back. But maybe not so reliable for like getting on the highway for a couple of hours to go out of town. And maybe you don't have the time to do that. And then you also don't have the time and the resources to leave your kindergarten home for two weeks to quarantine because you couldn't find a rapid test. So, yeah, guess what? <laughs> There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of sick motherfucking kids going to school this winter. <laughs> That's what I can tell you. Now, the promising thing, I guess, uh, for starters, selfishly, my my 11-year-old is, uh, let's see, today's the fourth. They have less than four weeks until they become a 12-year-old, which means they will be able to get vaccinated, which is a good thing. It doesn't stop the fact that if, uh, well, if they have symptoms, you know, getting the, getting the COVID test and stuff like that, but uh, it at least, you know, on, on the, the much bigger picture is it will prevent them from getting more severe symptoms should they should they come in contact with someone who has COVID, which seems pretty goddamn likely uh, considering how big these, these schools are, how many people there are, and just how many people are going to send their kids to school sick. And I'll be honest with you. I would have left a different message on Friday if I had known that the nurse was going to call back. And the nurse didn't call me back. The nurse called my wife, who was at work all day. And <laughs> so I didn't know. Otherwise, I could have spent the morning trying to find a COVID test on Friday. So I didn't know until the wife got home at 2 o'clock that we needed to find a COVID test. So we wasted a day not knowing, of me not knowing that we needed to do that. But knowing what I know now, and this isn't a great thing to say, <laughs> but I would have just called and said, hey, my kid's taking a mental health day. And then I would have just, you know, not sent them to school with if they got worse and had a fever but let's say this was, you know, it's on a Friday, stuffy nose, sore throat, fever, 
and by Monday, we're feeling pretty good. And there's, you know, just a few little sniffles, nothing major, fever's gone. Okay, I think we're, I think we're good. My oldest had a cough, but it was a negative COVID test, so they went to school. My youngest stayed home because they still didn't feel that great, and the cough was a little bit worse. So, okay. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably just keep them home for an extra day or two. And just, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but if, I'm, if every time there's a runny nose, we have to go find a rapid COVID test, I'm, I'm not super motivated to tell the school about the symptoms. Unless something changes where we can suddenly get a rapid COVID test on the same day in the same town without any issues, that's, then that's different. And I guess you can't even find the, uh, I mean, they sell these COVID tests at Walgreens. I did, I bought one over the summer uh, because the wife was feeling, it probably was just allergies, but, uh, but wasn't feeling so great. And uh, so I went to Walgreens, it was like 20, 26 bucks to buy a COVID test. It comes with two, so I guess it's $13 a piece, but I'm not doing that either. I'm not going to Walgreens and, and the schools, uh, they're, they need like an actual documentation. They need something emailed to them from a pharmacist or a doctor saying your child does not have COVID. Cause I guess, I guess the COVID tests that you buy in the store, even though they are COVID tests and they test you for COVID and tell you whether you're not, you have COVID, I guess that's not enough for the school. So, but I guess those things are sold out most places anyways. So this is, Remember last year? Remember a year ago where you could you could go anywhere, you could just sign up on the same day and within 24 hours or less you you could go get yourself a covid test. A year ago when nobody other than the essential workers nobody was going to the office, nobody was in school, everybody was remote, nobody was getting sick. And what did you have? An abundance of covid tests anywhere, anytime. Go get your covid tests. And now a year later, where is everybody? They're back in the office. They're back in the classroom. They're back in the schools. They're everywhere. Who's getting sick? All of those people. And where can you get COVID tests? Nowhere. So yeah, we're heading in a really great direction. Great. You know, it's the greatest country on earth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is why it's it's so hard to get uh, just a simple, not even the vaccine, just the just a goddamn test. <sighs> anyway, uh, so so that's uh, it's fun. Get ready, everybody. Get ready for uh, we 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 mistakenly thought that last winter was going to be oh the darkest of times. No, because everybody's home. Yeah, it's it's dark in the sense that like ah oh, man, I, I didn't love I didn't love last winter. Because it was the first winter where I didn't leave the house at all. And it does, you know, that cabin fever, it can get to you. If there's nothing to do and there's no place to go and have the usual activities and the kids aren't, we're just all home together. It's like, yeah, hey, we're not getting sick, so that's cool. But we're also just like sitting here buried in snow for three months. Less cool. You start to get why Jack Torrance went the way he did in The Shining. (laughs) And I didn't even, it wasn't, it has nothing to do with the, with the kids. I just, me personally, like sitting here at the same desk in the same day on the same Zoom calls and not being able to leave, but still having to have my Zoom camera turned on, at least the job that I had in January, I had my camera turned on. So I have to get my, you know, get my head. I mean, what, what was the highlight of working from home? Not having to friggin' take care of yourself. <laughs> That's one of the big benefits. You don't have to get up at five in the morning to take a shower and get your hair ready and all that stuff. Except where I was working back in January where I had to be on camera at all times. So I had to get my hair ready. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling so great about this upcoming winter. Hopefully, it looks like the vaccines for kids 5 to 11... Seems to be, uh, seems to be moving along nicely, so that's a good thing because perhaps that will relax the uh, the required COVID rapid test for everybody. If they're, you know, and maybe maybe for the kids who are vaccinated, 
they don't need the tests. I don't know. But this this whole, hey, your kid's out. Okay, they need to stay home for 10 days or get a COVID test. Is It's, it's, it's not going to hold up too well. And a lot of people are going to find ways around that system. I can tell you that. I can tell you that much. <laughs> if I'm thinking about it, and I don't want to, I'm. I have no plans to send my kid sick to school and infect a bunch of people. But if I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next time differently, when my kid has a little sniffly, stuffy little nose, and no, literally no other symptoms of COVID, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to do things differently to avoid that that rapid test. Anyway, so there's some good, nice uh, Monday morning uplifting words for you that were. Uh, we're still all fucked. Uh, yeah, we're not all in this together. <laughs> it's, it's, everything's really bad. <laughs> it's all really bad. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see. Uh, I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it just, you know, I hope they get the vaccines rolled out for the kids. Everybody gets their shots. Everybody's healthy. No need to go get a rapid test every time you have a friggin' runny nose. And uh and this'll this'll all be over soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody's everybody's just been so cooperative and easygoing about just doing the right thing from the get-go about vaccinations and just wearing a stupid piece of cloth on your stupid face. Everybody's been so agreeable to all of the things. Uh so I'm sure. That all the all all these numbskulls whining about it. I'm sure they're going to be the first in line to get their kids vaccinated. Yeah, right. I'm sure. I'm sure all their kids are going to get the vaccine, and we'll be out of this mess by spring. <laughs> and by spring, I mean never. We will never be out of this mess. Just letting you know. Thanks to numbskulls. Ah, uh, yeah. And here I am turning into a numbskull as I'm thinking of ways to. Uh, <laughs> to not to not be to not be upfront the next time my kids are home with uh with runny noses. And again, it's not to say I'm going to just send them to school sick. That is not the intent ever. My kids are sick, they're staying home. Uh the only reason my oldest, I asked if they wanted to stay home because they they're still sick, but they got the negative covid test. And even as we were a block away from the school this morning, I said, "Listen, you can go home. You don't have to go to school." If you want to stay home, you can stay home. No, I'll go to school. I'm good. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, my, my plan would just be to keep them home. If they don't have fevers, if they just have a little sore throat, a little runny nose, a little cough, keep them home until that stuff's gone and then send them back. And that's the problem. Like, if they get sick on Thursday and all the symptoms are gone by Tuesday but you're requiring a COVID test. That means they can't come back for two weeks, which is insane. But I get it. I want my kids to be safe. I want everybody else. I don't really care about other kids, but I want my kids to be safe. And, uh, and so great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> and I hope, I hope a lot of children have to stay home for two weeks, <laughs> if, whether they get the rapid test or not. Because uh, there's just a, you know there's a lot of little grubby little goobs running around all of these schools. Anyway, that's all. A few Monday morning thoughts as I'm as I'm just waiting, waiting to go get my new laptop, which I've got uh, I've got another hour and a half or so before I need to do that. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have some breakfast. Uh, see how the see how the youngest is doing. She seems perfectly content, lying in bed with her little kitty headphones on, doing iPad stuff with a humidi- humidifier blasting and a fan, a fan blowing the, uh, the humidity around the room. It's, a, it's like a sauna in there. Uh, so that's, that's good. It's a nice, moist, it's a moist sauna. <laughs> it's, both a, it's like a jungle, that's it. It's like a tropical jungle with that humidifier going. Oh, my goodness. But it's 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 the season. I'm ready to get the humidifier rolling along in in my bedroom any day now. So, yeah, all I care about is that we all get healthy, stay healthy, and everybody's good to go so we can have one last camping trip of the season this weekend 
since we missed out on our camping trip this past weekend, which was okay. At the end of the day, it was fine. I kind of was okay not not doing that, but but this upcoming weekend I want it. It's a three day. That's the thing, camping and getting home on a Sunday, and then it's like ah, oh, it's a Sunday. Ah, that sucks. Most of the camping trips we've had, we get home and there's at least one day, if not two days, left before the work week starts. So, in some ways, I was I guess okay with not going camping this weekend. Next weekend's Columbus Day. So we'll go and we'll get back on Sunday morning and we'll still have the rest, all of Sunday and all of Monday to enjoy the rest of the weekend. The weekend will really, really only be halfway over by the time we finish our camping trip on Sunday. So that's good. So I want to have that camping trip and get home from the camping trip and still have a full, a full day and a half of rest ahead of us. But I really hope we, I really hope we can go. I think we will be able to. So anyway, that's it. There's nothing really funny. I hope you've enjoyed the stuff that I've been posting. I had the uh, the Cliff family reading those sonnets, something fun. Because I got, I just ran out of, you know, I, I ran out of ideas for calling Cliff. I'm sure if I really thought about it, I could come up with some. But what's a what's a new way to keep the uh, keep those Womack family members incorporated into the podcast, but not have to not have to. Basically, what's a what's a way that I don't have to do any real work, but I can still do. The, the Cliff family members. I can just have them read something that William Shakespeare wrote, and I don't even have to think about it. And there you go. You got Grandma Cliff back, back and better than ever, baby. All right, I'm gonna go. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your day. We'll be back later this week. Uh, get the Monday night football game tonight. The the so and so's playing the Hoosies. I don't know who the hell's playing. I I just had it in front of me. I don't even remember. It's the uh, it's a, the NFC somebody says it's, it's something from the NFC. Uh, oh, the Raiders and somebody. Uh, I picked the Raiders. I don't even know who they're playing. Well, whatever. Who who cares? Um, enjoy. Enjoy your Monday night football. We'll be back to talk about the we'll recap the week of football and where I, where I went right and wrong. Look ahead to week five. Make my picks. That's to come later in the week. Here on the Birthday Boy Podcast, go to birthdayboyshop.com, get the merch. The supply chain is breaking. The holidays are going to be here very soon. We're two months away from Christmas. Go get uh, get your loved ones a Lapoopy t-shirt or a cell phone case. And by the way, the iPhone 13, I think you, I think the, the 12, because they're about the same size, I'm pretty sure you can use the 12 with the 13. I was at Best Buy. And they had the 12s in the 13 section, vice versa. Uh, so I think you can I think you can do that. But nevertheless, get a phone case for your Samsung, for your iPhone, backpacks, towels, shirts, bikinis, whatever you want, a water bottle, tumbler, coffee mugs, everything. Get your take care of your whole family Christmas the, the entire Christmas wish list at birthdayboyshop.com. All right, gang. We'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.